Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, that's sexy though. I like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shoo-wa-cha-cha. Shoo-ba-do-ba-do-ba. And I'm Ali Kona. She's away, Bradford. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Your Unpaid Therapist. And we are talking about love. Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're going to talk about love. What's love got to do with it? Do, do we believe in a soulmate? <laughs> cricket, cricket. Well, of course. Uh, and and all, of, all of the things that have to do with relationships and being single and and friendships and all those things, but let's get to our never, never have I ever. ever. Yes. Oh, they're in my they're in my yeah. crotch. I was like, where did they go? Hold on, switchy, switchy, switchy. She's gonna um, shuffle them up, shuffle them up. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take this pink one because it's 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 Valentine's Day. I'm gonna hand this to you. Thank you. Never have I ever snuck into the front row of a concert, chased a tour bus, or something else embarrassing of that nature. <laughs> Of course, that's so appropriate for Valentine's Day too. <laughs> like the lovesick teenager. Of course I have. Come on. In sync, 2000 and I don't know what. <laughs> My friend Wendy Parker and I, I'm just gonna call you out. We were those girls. So this is the this is the thing. We could never get the like funniest front row seats. We would be sometimes in row 12 or whatever. And so the method to our madness was as soon as the song came on, we just start like, you know, grooving and shimming. And then all of a sudden we start throwing some elbows and just like make our way to the front and totally squeeze. It's so rough, effed up, right? Because we're teenagers, but we're like squeezing past all these little girls and just like, huh, huh, and checking people and checking people. And then all of a sudden you're in the front row and you just act like you belong there. Oh my gosh. But I mean, and the, is that when like you can just get tickets for like, what is it? Like floor, floor, not floor seating, but main floor. What it's it, like, was it called? Yeah, it was main floor and there were definitely foldable chairs but you get a chair that's like close to the aisle and you just kind of keep scooting up to the front and then you just like squeeze in next to somebody and they're so busy enjoying the concert that they don't even know that you're standing next to them works like a charm (laughs) (laughs) i love it uh so um my answer is no i don't i've never yeah i've never been brave enough to do that um i just never really uh and i don't think i ever had the opportunity so okay i'm gonna shuffle the cards mine never have i ever is okay never have i ever had a rude encounter with a celebrity that i didn't see coming okay oh so looking back at this now so i used to do red carpet interviews um for a show called la tv um and we, I don't even remember. It was some Ben Affleck movie that he was starring in. And, mm-hmm. um, and I guess there was like Oscar, uh, buzz. Yeah. And so I would go on the red carpet. I'd have my producer, depending on who was coming up, um, you know, next, she'd kind of like tell me a couple things that like, okay, specifically for this person, let's make mm-hmm. sure you ask this. Mm-hmm. And, um, Jennifer Gardner was coming up and they were together at the time. Yeah. And my producer wanted me to ask her just something and uh, something along the lines like, oh, like, so how are you feeling? Um, do you have any like little rituals or anything you do or good luck um, uh, things 
when it comes to, you know, uh, award season. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer, oops, oops sorry, y'all. Um, yeah. Jennifer just stares. And I'm like, we're on camera. And she's just, she looks at me. She doesn't say anything. Then she looks at her publicist and she looks back at me and then she walks away. I was like, what? It was the weirdest thing because she, she was before that nice, but it was just like, what, how do you just not say anything? And I wasn't offensive. Like, it was kind of like, like, I'm sorry. I have to, yeah. Do you have any superstitions? Like it, it was something, the question was about that. Um, and she walked away. And then so later on, I think she felt bad because it's like, look, I'm an innocent female. I was like in my 20s, you know, yeah, I'm like yeah. this little thing, like all excited. And she was like, oh, sorry. I just um, I get really superstitious about stuff like that. So what? Like and it was off camera, clearly, but I, it was just so odd. And I just thought, like, first of all, it's not that serious. Second of all, you could have just said that like that's that's a valid answer. Right. And I would have been like, okay, cool. Next. Moving on. Right. Like, it was so weird. So I just, I it was kind of rude. Like, I just yeah. thought it was really rude. Yeah. How about you? Yes. So I was at, a, we're just calling people out by name, aren't we? I was at a RuPaul event and he was uh, doing a red carpet for his makeup artist, somebody, somebody, Anderson. So both of them were on the red carpet. I'm talking to the makeup artist first. And then here comes RuPaul, by the way, who's like Amazonian tall. This guy is like close to seven feet tall. It's funny um, because there's a picture and I'm me and my five foot two self. And he comes into the mix and I was like, hey, like didn't even get three words into my intro. I was like, so you've been doing makeup for Ru for and RuPaul's like, can you get to the question, please? We don't have a lot of time. And I was like, oh, oh shit, where was I in my question? So I asked the question and like the whole time he's just looking around and um, yeah, and Matthew, that's the guy's name. Matthew was answering. And then all of a sudden, like Ru just like popped in and was like, okay, well, we got to go. And then he's like talking to him, like not even talking, like not acknowledging me, talking over my head to his friend. That's so weird. And I'm like, I'm giving you guys publicity. This is your event for him and you're trying to promote him mm-hmm. nobody cares about this dude and here i am yeah giving you free publicity for this outlet again on the red carpet and you were an asshole that's so frustrating yeah. and i really uh, like rupaul so that's why i was really disappointed super disappointed yeah. you know who's amazing just to leave it on something positive um uh, and because we're talking about love and he mm-hmm. is like one of well he was um one of like hollywood's most eligible bachelors was a george clooney he i was working again same um station and i forgot what movie it was something huge but i was like way at the like the end 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 of the line and there was so many huge celebrities that like passed us by because we were you know a local bilingual station and you know nobody knows LATV anything and and their publicists would just be like you know whatever it's not good enough or you know move on they don't have time sometimes it has nothing to do with you you know um but George Clooney he went down and spoke to every single person in the line and I was at the very end and his publicist was rushing him like we got to go we got to go and he took the time made the time and I thought that was so lovely Jennifer Lawrence also did that to me in London I was um I interviewed her for Catching Fire um uh, premiere um and it was raining so she had every right to keep going and not talk to me and it was for i was working uh, then for abc family um but she she stopped and she answered a question and i was just like that's so Aww, dope like yeah. anyway so 
leave it with the positive, but um, let's get into it. It is the, I don't know. And this is very controversial because I feel like people are like, oh, Valentine's mm. is a, what do they call commercial it? A yeah, yeah, commercial a holiday. Holiday and um, people get real crunchy if they're single. Um, some people make something of it and are like, no, I'm going to go out with all my girlfriends. Yeah. Um I know fellas have opinions about it. Like, uh, it's usually the fella. <laughs> exactly. And then, then they, 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 they'll say like, well, I treat you like you're my Valentine every, every day. day. So such a cop out. Such BS. Oh my God. You know, I, cause I was with somebody who was like that. Like everybody, every day should be Valentine's day. You should always do thoughtful things and let the person know that. Yes, I know, but I still like flowers. Okay. Right. You know, and only just fun surprises and stuff like that. So that was definitely a challenge, but I will say I recently went into the store, um, my car was charging and I walked into Walmart and I saw the Valentine's display and I was right. like, oh. and then I realized these are really cheap ass, like stuffed animals and raunchy looking candy, not raunchy like that, but just like nasty. Like it's just a bunch of preservatives and shit. And I was like, okay. you know what? In that essence, I could see how it's like overly commercialized and like the cheapy, cheapy, like you have to buy somebody a stuffed animal. So all of a sudden, all these stuffed animals that were $10 and now $20 and that yeah. kind of thing. Yes, I see that. However, I do see the fun and you know, when you're in grade school and you have your oh, own, you, you make a little mailbox out of construction paper. Oh, and yes. You, you know, and it's such a big deal to give a Valentine to the boy that you think is cute. Like, you know, you go through all your, like, let's say you have the, your Disney princesses or what, Dory or whatever. And it's like, oh, I'm going to get the big card with the really pretty princess picture. And I'm going to save that for Ryan or whoever, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that's cool. And I do and that think that was fun. That was, that was a really good memory. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in grade but school, did Ryan give me a good balance. I was just about to say, like, did it what? Because I could see, especially now, because everything has to be politically correct, and like everybody needs the participation trophy. Like, I, I could see, and I've heard of people kind of saying, like, that's not a good thing because then if, you know, somebody doesn't get a, a Valentine or whatever, then it becomes, you know, people's little feelings get hurt, which I understand, but I'm just like. It gets to a point where we're just protecting kids a little too much, I think. Um, that's nor here nor there. But I do want to ask you, speaking on love, do you believe in soulmates? Um, yes and no. Like, I definitely believe in soul friends. I feel like, you know, when somebody comes into your life, there's a deep spiritual connection and you just get each other on every single level and you have so much love for this person. And I've definitely had my share of different soul friends in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time, I've had men that I've been involved with that there was this weird, unexplained, deep connection. And I don't know if it was just chemistry, which sure. is a physical response to the bodies. Yeah. Or if it was something deeper than that, I've full circled with people 20 years later, you know, mm -hmm. you know about that. And that was like the most bizarre experience that how you cannot see somebody in 20 years and in one day. Yeah. It's like it's nothing. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So it says, yeah. But I do think that you can have m more than one soulmate, if that makes sense. Like there's. Yeah, like that was my question, because I mean. Well, I mean, some people believe if you have a soulmate, like that is the one. And I, I used to believe that I, when I got married, I thought there was a soulmate. And I mean, I was now looking back, I was like, girl, you were a little baby. Like you didn't know nothing about nothing. Um, but I do believe my ex-husband and I were connected in a platonic way in, in that the same way that you're describing very spiritual. Um, and even like when we split there, um, he had a lot of, uh, things that he would struggle with. And I remember having like moments of like, 
I don't think he's good right now. And then he would, I would find out from a friend or something that something had happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's that, that is wild to me to be so connected to somebody and have those kind of experiences. Mm. Um, yes. I was going to say, I have that same thing, but it's in dreams. I know when somebody pops up into my dream that I haven't talked to in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's that person I was just telling you about. It's something telling me you should call this person. I don't think they're okay. And sure enough, I called that person and they were not okay. Like to the point they were in tears and it was like, whoa, you know, just unexpected. Yeah. So I don't, so having been married and then had relationships after that, I don't believe in that just one soulmate. Um, And I do believe in like platonic uh, relationships and and friend mates. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, for sure. A hundred percent. Cause yes, there's definitely, there's people that even with friends, right. That you have those kind of connections with that. You're just like, Oh my God. I was, I, and I have a couple friends that I, I'll be like, just thinking of you. They're like, Oh my God, that's so weird. I was just about to text you or, um, or shit. I'm having a hard time. Like, yeah, yeah perfect timing. Um, so I agree with that. And now going to, you know, obviously the famous song that we opened the show with. <laughs> yes. What's love got to do with it? Do you like, let's, let's dig into that because is it love? What else do you need to have a successful relationship? Um, chemistry, obviously Mm -hmm. communication, trust, humor, I think is also super important in a relationship. Do you think that a relationship can last without love? People do it all the time. Yeah. Should they still be in those relationships? Not necessarily, but it's a matter of convenience. It's a matter of both people are benefiting in some which way off of this relationship, whether it's you have a child together and you're doing it for the child. Like, that's why my parents stayed together. I was I was there, you know, Um, and other reasons. I mean financially you guys are your your houses together whatever it just would be too difficult to try to undo i hear that a lot especially in this age that we're at now like i've i've had friends who in the decision to to leave um that was a huge aspect of it it's like well you know what to be honest it's just kind of convenient and 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 it happens all the time. And then, or, you know, the kids, you know, yeah. with, with the families and stuff like that. Um, so I do agree. I do think relationships last without love, but mm-hmm. I kind of feel like you need more of everything else than the love at times, because I mean, the love will always be there mm-hmm. that ideally, you know, you build that foundation, like that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. But if there's not like respect oh, well, yeah. and like admiration and just like friendship, like the fun. Yeah. There's, I don't think it's Dude, going anywhere. You need to read. And I was saying this before I said this on one of our lives, by the way. And you're like, what does that have to do with me? Um, but I was reading Jada Pinkett Smith's book and sure. they actually talk about two things. One, this new phrase that we've been using, conscious uncoupling, which is no okay. hate, no whatever. Like uh, I think Vishen Lakhani, if I'm saying that correctly, him and his wife did that. And they threw a party. They threw an uncoupling party with all of their friends to say, we had a good time. We had a good run. We've outgrown each other in different ways. So we're being friends, but we're consciously kindly uncoupling. Okay. And so that we can move on. And a lot of people don't realize, uh, first of all, if you haven't read Unworthy by Jada Pinkett Smith, you will look at her 100 times differently. And mm-hmm. it's such a fantastic book. Because even at the end of each chapter, there's a reflection and it asks you to do a reflection and it gives you a little exercise of how you can reflect on your life. But 
she talks about her and Will Smith and how she allowed people to make her be the bad guy, which we as women do. That's a whole other topic. Um, there's something called empathy, H-I-M, empathy. So sympathy. We'll talk about that in another episode. But I think that was that. Her and Will Smith have not been together since 2016. They're married and they've choosed to keep the label of married because they made an oath you know, in front of their family and yes, in front of God. So interesting However, they do not act as a couple, but they're a family because of their kids. And Jade is like, we have this really deep, soulful connection. And I don't think he'll ever leave my life and I'll never leave his. But as a merit, like as a couple couple, we fight a lot or we have moments where we just hate each other and we have yeah. to be in separate, you know, houses. But they're still married. They're just not together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just, I feel that to me is hypocritical just because if like the sanctity of marriage and, and its origin and the reason why you do it is because of love and it is to make all those things work. So if, if what you're saying is none of those things work, but we're just going to keep the label because you know, you're cool. I don't get it. Other than tax reasons, like right. uh, uh, yeah. financial reasons, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I um, but I respect it. Do you, boo? But I, it just really doesn't res- uh, make sense. And even when it comes to marriage, like, by the way, like, after I got a divorce, I, I was like, do I, do I, do I need the paper? Like, is it important to me? Um, yeah. I do want a family and I do want my children, my little family, everybody have the same last name. I'm, I'm traditional in that way. Mm-hmm. Um so it is important to me, um, and I cannot wait to have that in my life again. But I definitely had a moment where with the right person, like if it wasn't important to them and we weren't going to have kids, I don't think I would need it. Yeah. I'd be okay with like a celebration party, like invite all the friends sure. and let's celebrate that we're together. Do we need to get the government involved? Not necessarily. Like right. I'm okay. I'll be all right. Yeah. You know. There's something else I was going to say, and it totally, like, slipped my mind. I'm like, ah. It's okay. What do you think? Now, do you think, um, okay, speaking about love and relationships, and do you think that people can change? Like, if something's happening, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, they were one way in the beginning, and, I mean, how about this? It could go two different ways. It started one way, and then they, they do change, and it's not what you were used to or what you signed up for, Mm -hmm. what do you do in that kind of a situation or the opposite? Like you, you got into the relationship, um, falling in love with their potential and Uh, and they didn't fulfill. That's a very popular one. Oh yes. Um, and then they didn't fulfill that. And so do you think they can fill those shoes um, or change in that respect? God, that's a great debate because um, I've had this talk with men saying like, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you oh, yeah. have a certain expectation or standard of me and I don't fulfill it, it's not necessarily my fault. It's you're not. the one who created that standard and I didn't agree to it. So yes, can people change for the worse or the better? Also, yes. And if I was in that position, which I have, I have ish and it changed and it got better but it's talking about like being open and honest and just saying like so i've kind of noticed like your dream is x but you're sitting around and doing y and you're never going to get to x if you keep doing y and the guy that i knew was like really motivated and and watching tv is not like 
you know, and they would have some sort of reason for why. But um, so definitely, I think talking about it and giving your partner an opportunity to make some sort of change, change. and letting them know that the the reason it's a big deal for me is because that's not attractive to me. Right. Like right, it's right. really hard for me. To and get- it's not fair that something so important to you because of the people that you're naturally attracted to in general, even in your friendships, they're, they're go-getters, they're doers, they're people who are motivated and motivating. And so it's so unfair to change a really big aspect of your personality Mm -hmm. and expect your significant other to be kind of like, all right, like on board. So, uh, oh yeah. Go ahead. Um, but at the same time, and obviously you weren't married, but you were in a committed relationship, you know, it's like, okay, let's say you were married and that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, well, for better or for worse, you know, but it's like, how worse is worse? No, you know, but here's the thing. I think for better, for worse means worse. Like we're having arguments and fighting and we should get through it. Worse means somebody gets ill and you help take care of them. Worse yes. does not mean, oh, I decided to get lazy. To get I up. gave up. That's yeah. not the word. But, but here's the thing. But the debate is like, but you, but if, but if you were my woman, you know, you would be there supporting me. Supporting you being a couch that, potato? The, yeah. yeah. That, that, right. I know that. But that's, that's kind of like that, that thing of like, no, but you know, you, you, you stick it through. And that's a problem with these young people nowadays because they just give up too quickly. They're swiping left, you know, like super fast. They're moving on to the next. So it's, it's, it's weird because I, I see both sides of it. Yeah. And I've, because I've been married and I've gone through the divorce and now I'm in a, a, another relationship in that trajectory of, you know, getting married. And, um, and I've been with somebody who didn't want to get married and that wasn't like, um, uh, an end goal for them. So I've, I've, seen all the different like possibilities of like, if I turn left, my life will be like this, uh, the fork in the road. Right. Um, but I see the value in both. I think if you know what you want and you know what you deserve and you have the gusto to be like, I'm swiping or whatever that case may be, then do you, that's fine. And again, I just think, and this is to say a mental health issue is not in existence, right? So it's like, if your partner falls into depression, that's a different, that's the for better, for worse. That's the, how can I help you? You're obviously in a place of desperation and you just don't understand, or there's a chemical imbalance happening in your body that you cannot physically regulate. Let's get you some help, you know? And I mean, even that's a touchy subject because I feel like, yes, and nothing changes. Yes, and it gets worse, or they get, um, you know, the situation just becomes less about them, and and the relationship suffers too. And so, it, I mean, that I, can get just so tricky. So I, and even when I think about like my parents and the success of their marriage, and I mean, obviously, nothing it wasn't always perfect. And and you see these little old people I've been married since, or even you know, we had a guest on our show, um, who's our Patreon member, Brandy. She's been with her uh, dude since they were what eighteen, yeah, and they're still married. They have kids. Um, that is like to me nowadays, yeah. like considering everything, what I've been through, I'm like, dang, that is commitment. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. is literally, yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine it. And you know what, what's funny is in my relationship now, 
I, I've had this thought that I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this sucks. I wish I would have met you sooner because yeah. it, my boyfriend is older and I'm like, damn, like, and I, this is kind of a dark thing, but it's supposed to be sweet, but I'm just like, ah, like, I don't get that much time with you, you know? Yeah, yes. And <laughs> so you, but no, but you had to go through your life journey to be ready for him to That's appreciate right. him. Right. That's so it's true. like the, my first boyfriend was a certain type of way and he was lovely, but there were certain things that he wasn't meeting my expectations. So when the next guy came along, I could appreciate those things that he had that my other one didn't so much more. It wasn't just an average, like, oh, he just happens to have, it was like, oh, I was craving this in my last relationship and you have this. And like, I'm so grateful that I found this, this. now. Yeah. So I think that you had to, had to do that. Yeah. And had um, to get to the point where everything that David encompasses now is, is that much more like, huh? Yeah. Refreshing because yeah. it's like, finally I got, I got it all in the, in the package that yeah. I've been looking for. Um, I actually, I want to bring it back to Valentine's day since we're supposed to, so, yeah, I mean, it's it the so whole episode great. is about love. So what has been like, what was your favorite? I don't even know if I have one, but like, do you have a favorite Valentine moment or surprise that somebody surprised you with that? You're like, Wow, man, a moment. Well, I just because it's the most recent is uh, David and I's relationship. Actually, he it wasn't on Valentine's Day, but like shortly after is when he asked me to be his um, girlfriend. But he came over and brought like the biggest bouquet like it, it needed to sit in the front seat. It was huge. And he's six foot two. And it like covered his whole thing. Like we're in the elevator and it's just ginormous. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. it was like the biggest thing of flowers I've ever gotten. And then some, some cute, like little sneakers that he had seen for me. Aww. And then took me to, um, like a brunch and like Mal, was it Malibu somewhere by the water? Um, so, I mean, that's, I, and I just, I think I remember what made it, special is just like I felt like and I had those moments of like oh my gosh this might be this might be it this is this might be my last new valentine's with somebody you know like uh -huh. this might be my forever valentine to be corny Aww. um so that was super special oh yeah I'm like my dog is my favorite valentine <laughs> yeah um I don't know if I have any like special because the last person I was with was not a big Valentine-y person. And then mm -hmm. the person before that was, I just can't remember, to be honest with you. So I guess it wasn't that big of a special thing, right? If I can't remember. Um, my mom was always, this is so sad. I'm like, but my mom was always really good about celebrating holidays. It's like so Easter, Valentine's Day. Like yeah. I was always taken care of. So I don't have any like super good stories, but I can share for those of you listening who want some tips. Because I can do some fun, creative stuff. I got two ideas for you guys. What is it? So... Um, it, I actually did this for a Christmas, but that's fine. Um, I bought this treasure chest at Michael's and I painted it and, you know, it looked like, like a legit treasure chest. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I put like little skull and crossbones, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I put the person's name on the top. And then on the inside, I went to the park in the middle of the night and I stole a patch of grass. I felt really like a burglar too. Like I felt so, uh, what do you call it? Like I was an outlaw. 
What's uh-huh, up? Okay. My little shovel. I had a hoodie on. Like you, Grandma, were- if you don't get to the point of this story because we're running out of time. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> point is, is, I dug up a, a rectangular patch of grass. I stuck uh-huh. it in the bottom of the treasure chest, and then I got some butterflies and some butterfly food, and I put it in the treasure chest, and I covered it with a little mesh, just you know, for a temporary situation. And then I gave it to the person, and I was like, "You give these to me," and I wanted to give them back to you. And then I he opened it, and there were butterflies because uh, butterflies. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Good tip. Good idea. Yeah, so anyway, we're we're running out of time, y'all. This was gonna be a short little sweet one for Valentine's, yeah. Galentine's, whatever. If you celebrate, if you don't celebrate, love is love. It's so important, whether you're sharing it with a pet, yes. family members, a loved one, or someone friend. special, or just your friends. What about your friends? Okay, we really do have to go, guys. Uh, but we love you. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, non-holiday, whatever you want to call yes, it. Yes, happy um, February. Happy love always. Yeah. And thank you for giving us love and yes. sharing um, this journey with us. Yeah. We love Adios. you. Okay, oh, shit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>